Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I am Morten Rødvik and I'm here with my good friend and colleague Lars Rotskill Henriksen. Salamat siang ja, Lars. Sure. Hi Morten. <laughs> good to see you as always. And as always looking forward to recording another episode for our listeners and viewers out there. The purpose of this podcast is to help you learn GTD or becoming even better GCD so we hope that this episode supports you in that and if you're new to GCD we recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six to get an introduction to the basics of GCD. This is episode number 57 of the podcast and uh, I'll throw it back to you Morten to share with our listeners what today's topic is. Well, it's listener questions, uh, number eight. We've been doing eight of these, or this is number eight. We've been doing seven of these, mm -hmm. and th these are always interesting. So um, if you have a question for us, you can send us a um, listener question request at podcast at gtdnordic.dk. And today's question is uh, an interesting one, isn't it, Lars? It's from Lauren and Chris in sunny Florida, where they greet us in what we think is Danish. Hi from mm -hmm. sunny Florida, Lars and Morten. Hi, Lauren and Chris. Um, would you do us the honors of reading their questions, sure. uh, yeah. Lars? So first of all, appreciate the uh, what I suspect is is the Danish uh, high. So yeah, no thanks, not thanks high in Norwegian. I understand this. Okay, they <laughs> <laughs> they prefer you. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so Lauren and Chris say, uh, uh, I guess uh, it's, it's Lauren writing. She says, "My husband and I have been listening to your podcast for over a year, and we've learned so much from you both." Very happy to have found you on the internet. Great to hear that. Thanks so much. Um, she says, we started our DCD journey in October 2019, and I've read David Allen's uh, book multiple times, listened to all of the GCD podcast episodes, Next Actions Associates podcast, and yours. And we haven't been able to find any guests or scenarios like ours. My husband and I are attached at the hip since we are business partners in multiple ventures, including re real estate, landscape architecture design, and starting a green cemetery, in addition to having two children under five. Right now, we share our complete GCD system, physical filing system, Google calendars, Evernote for digital reference, and Todoist for next actions, which means that the entire system needs to be set up in a way that makes sense for both of us. This includes our weekly reviews that we do together, which, to be honest, <laughs> we have fallen off the wagon with the weekly reviews because they were taking at least four hours to complete, uh, in parentheses, way too long and mentally exhausting. All in all, we have not been great about actually using Todoist because the context lists were so long. Um, and in parentheses, again, we have now made them less overwhelming by implementing the on hold category after listening to your listeners a question, the, the most recent one on projects and sub projects. Our GTD system still has a lot of room for improvement, but the main question is this. Are we totally crazy for sharing a GTD system? And do you have any recommendations for us? Would love any feedback you have. All the best, Lauren and Chris from Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, f first and foremost, you're not crazy, but <laughs> but there might be r room for improvement of your the way to handle this. And um, 
in the pre-show we discussed this briefly, Lars, and we had um, you know uh, um, you know different angles on how to attack this, hmm. and um, we do agree i hope still that <laughs> it might be a good idea for them to instead of having a fully integrated fully shared system to to um uh, both for the execution part in engage when you're going to do something mm. how do you choose what to do and for for uh, also for the planning the clarify and organize part um um maybe a good idea to to if not fully split at least split parts of uh, what you're doing because as I, I said jokingly and you're i'm sure you're not siamese twins even though if you're connected to the hip <laughs> you don't have you don't share the same brain and um it might be beneficial to split um but why lars what mm, is your take yeah. on how and why because they used to do this and i know you are using the same system so yeah exactly Mm. Well, it's. Um, I would start off with uh, focusing on the fact that GTD is, is a, a personal productivity system. So trying to, you know, encapsulate more than one person simply improves the, or increases the complexity so much. And that's yeah. exactly what they were experiencing. So let's say you did a weekly review and it was a pretty heavy one that might take you two hours. Since you're both doing this together, it might be doubling that time. And mm. I don't know about you, Morten, but I have not come across or I've come across very few, at least, uh, companies that were able to maintain a somewhat shared GTD system across the, the people that work there. Um, and at least if they did, they were very strict in when it was a shared part of the system and when it was a personal part of the system. Um, so to give the, the personal aspect of this, uh, I, I've been using Todoist for a while now and, uh, and a while back I was using it with my wife as well. So we still use it today for some of the shared projects. Um, and the way we would have this set up is that I would have uh, my, my list of projects and on that list of projects, some of these were shared with my wife, uh, remodeling the bathroom in our summer house, for example, that would be one of them in there. So that would mean that it would, would be visible on my projects list and it would be visible on her projects list. Mm -hmm. um, but then what you would find related to that project, the next action, that would have to have someone assigned to it. So there would be typically we have some sort of ownership uh, for, you know, from the from for both of us. But but I think in the end, uh, they would land in, in, you know, either her category or mine. And I think that would come back mm -hmm. to having a clear overview of the areas of the focus and, and responsibility and, and accountability. So mm -hmm. something like that would typically land mostly on on my radar. But I want to keep that as a shared project for her to have her visibility as well. Mm -hmm. and, and there will be some next actions as part of that, that would require her attention and that would in the end land on her list. Hmm. So I think for the overview part, it's great to have that shared list of projects or at least partly shared so you know what one person is doing and what the other is, is, is hmm. doing. Um, but, but having that list, you know, ultimately, if we were to be really strict about it, um, let's say we weren't using a, a system where we were able to share those things. Well, then we would have both have the same project on each of our lists. Hmm. And the next action for one would be waiting for the other. That would mm. always be the case. As long as we're working on this project, I'm waiting for you to go to IKEA to buy the next things that we need for this project or waiting for me to follow up with the carpenter to, to, to finalize the, the last part of the remodeling thing. Mm. So it would always be one action on one's project or one, one, one action on my list or one action on, on her list from that perspective. Mm. So mm. I think that the, in the end, it comes back to the clarity that you get from having that 
shared overview of every responsibility, having your own projects list and not, you know, mixing things because I'm sure that in their case as well, she, she does mention that they have shared a list of next actions and I'm sure they're long because obviously this is yeah. two people system in, in one, right? Mm. So it would be, would, would be to, to be expected that they would mm. be long lists. So it, I imagine also, as you were hinting at in the beginning, that it would be difficult to pick what to do <laughs> because yeah. when you have such long lists. Yeah. yeah, and and what might be clarified for you might not be clarified for your partner yeah. there. So so because we are, you know, different human beings, uh, all of us, and unless they are Siamese twins, which I hope they're not, <laughs> but but they are. Even though if you're connected by the hip to another person, and and by that I think they try to allude to the fact that they are, you know, um, working very close. Um, but you are you are an individual. Your brain works differently from everybody else's brain. And we mentioned this Kairos cognition uh, test or survey many times on on the on the podcast. Mm. And uh, people process information differently, and people interpret information differently, and um, they are inspired differently by different things. And if I create a, a next action for you know, if I am a high associative, I need every you know trick in the book to help me be attracted to my next actions. I would use, for instance, uh, exclamation marks and heart and you know emojis and whatever I can do to make myself do it. While another person who is highly sequential might be just want the pure facts. Um, hmm. I don't need motivation. Just give me the facts, and I will start work on this. And I'm of course I'm talking about two extremes here but but um, still we think differently and mm. and um, if i clarify let's say that we we were working very tightly together we're not doing that today but if we if we work we're connected by the hip and i made a next action it might not even be make sense to you what mm. needs to be done here because you don't have the if we are not together all the time uh, might be that they are but well or often but if we are not uh, together all the time it might be that thinking to create a next action is done, not done together but individually and my next actions might not make sense to you or they are not phrased in a way that attracts you or or um, you know um, but, uh, yeah that, that actually gets you to get stuff done I'm reminded mm. of, of Todd Brown in UK is the master trainer in the United Kingdom um, he says often that he when he makes next actions he make plans for the future him to be happy um, he will mm -hmm. be thankful for the <clears throat> next action he created that was so easy to make you know to do when you engage with something it should be really easy and if if you don't take that into consideration maybe you are slowing each other down by what did you mean about this what what, mm -hmm. what is this next action what does it mean so it might not be a problem but if you have that problem uh, considering splitting your system is good, I think. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, and I think that would be the the recommendation going forward um, to to see how they could, you know, because that, I'm sure that would take time. And if they've been doing this over a number of years, and obviously they're used to 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 some of this, at least they've been doing it for for two years, I think. Um, so, so having that shared overview is probably helpful for them, and I, I'm sure in in many businesses it would be nice to also have that that kind of overview and um, and be able to see what we're making progress on, what we are working on right now. Um, so, I think as a starting point for them, um, 
I would look at the areas of focus. I'm sure they have an idea of this already. They have multiple businesses. I'm sure they know uh, what the areas of focus would be. So try to get an overview of that and figure out who owns what. Mm. Where, where, is, where are my responsibilities? Where are yours? Where do we overlap? And how can we then figure out who does what in that, in that perspective? Um, and then, um, you know, taking that new sort of filter maybe um, to look at your projects list and say, okay, so who, who owns what? who would mm. move one thing forward and try to assign those things. And now that they mentioned that they use uh, Todoist, they, um, there, are, there are options in there. I don't know if it could sound like they might have the same user uh, and would be sharing that. So in this case, they might need to have, um, they could play around with several separate contexts or something like that. Mm. So they would know what's my com computer list, computer Lauren and computer Chris. So I know which one to go for when I have mm. a chance to, to work for my list. Uh, or if they had separate users, then you can go in and assign and say, okay, okay so this one is assigned to, to me, uh, or this mm. one is assigned to, to my uh, better half. So that is an option mm. in there as well that shows mm. up once you share a project. My gut feeling tells me that they would be better off to have their, you know, separate accounts, and then yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, so, um, I want to go and talk a little about the, their weekly review and how long time it takes, and uh, mm. because they they write. Uh, can you read that again, Loris? Yeah, like so the, this, this, yeah, this includes mm. our weekly reviews that we do together, uh, which mm. to be honest, we have fallen off the wagon with the weekly reviews because they were taking at least four hours to complete, in parentheses, way too long and mentally exhausting. Yeah. No kidding. I, <laughs> four yeah, hours. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> no, so, so, so what I'm thinking is that if they, if they split the system, the weekly review time would probably go down as well. That might help them with this because you will only review your things and you might want to do a joint <coughs> review on the joint projects that you are working on. Exactly. So, exactly. But, but uh, for, um, you know, the, in the general uh, thinking of weekly reviews, one of the, the reasons they take a long time is because you don't clarify and organize during the week. And I, this is mm. a common mistake a lot of people do. Uh, they they capture stuff and they don't clarify every 24 hours, which is the recommended mm. 24 to 48 hours. So one yeah. time every day or every second day, you should uh, clarify and organize everything that has come to you that you might want to do something about. And then just, you know, clarify everything so that you have squeaky clean inboxes everywhere. And if you do that, then the backlog will not, be, and you do that properly, clarify with the decide outcome if there's more than one action step and then next actions for each of the projects. If you do that thoroughly throughout the week, the weekly review does not come, you know, overwhelmingly long and complex. Mm. And if you... Um, Use my. I, I refer to my son as teaching me seriously. Are you going to do this ever? <laughs> seriously, why? Why would you put this on any list? And just to to be clear on, you know, if you have a thought, um, it's good to to capture it. But if you clarify and organize it into someday, maybe just ask yourself seriously: Will I ever do something about this? Mm. I think that is a very good. Um, very good idea to to uh, to run it by the what I call it uh, uh, bullshit filter, um, mm. where you are actually thinking about seriously, am I going to do something about this? Because if you put something into a system, it will 
it's a it's a safe place to have it but if you're never going to do it don't put it in there or put it in someday maybe and and clean it up when you when clarity comes when you look at it because the um, I see so many systems that's become bloated. I'm, not, I'm sure when you mm. coach people, you, I'm sure you see the same thing for GTD alumni who's read the book or been to a seminar. You come back and their their systems are hundreds of items um, and hundreds of next actions uh, mm. connected to a lot of. So, th- so the project on hold is a good way to park things that you are going to do something with, but not right now. And then mm. active project that would be just projects on home or, or work. And and then someday maybe make sure that it doesn't get out of hand. <laughs> mm. This is because the more you put on your list, the more you need to review them, the longer time it will take. Yeah. So take out the trash. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, from my perspective, um, obviously we don't know what is actually taking that long. So the no. week review has many different components. Uh, it could be getting to to zero, and that's mm. uh, that's probably, as you say, the most common one. But mm. I would guess, since they are working together on this, that they hopefully wouldn't sit together in that weekly review and walk through every email together and decide on it. I would hope that at least one would take the ownership of that and get to zero, and then they could discuss the more higher-level perspectives, like like projects. Um, but so if that is the case, then obviously it, it sounds like the system has grown to be too big. Mm. So like you said, either the projects, it could be the, the someday maybes, whatever it is that is taking up that amount of time. Mm. I would maybe try to just, you know, time it. If this is consistent, that takes more than four hours, um, see, see what's taking that long mm. and then look into that and see how you could then improve that. Mm. Um, and also, you know, as we... When we sometimes, when we coach people, if we, we have different scenarios where we coach, as you know, and um, one one scenario is the executive and executive assistant. So trying mm-hmm. to make their work together uh, most optimal. And and one of the recommendations is there fr- from that is to uh, do the separate reviews and then come together and do a, mm-hmm. a joint one yeah. as needed. And, and mm-hmm. I would probably suggest the same to Lauren and Chris to see if they could do that, do their own. And when they have their own systems to review, then review those and then maybe do a quick review together afterwards, maybe, you know, flag some of the projects that we just need to check in, see how mm. these are going, or the most important ones, maybe I, I keep a list of those so I know what to mm. check in on with my, my better half in this case. Mm. So so may, maybe that would be one way to try to do this a bit uh, a bit differently, and hopefully that could uh, mm. help loosen things up and make GTD yeah. work better for them. Yeah, and, and I'm reminded also maybe the possibility of making an agenda for uh, mm. uh, the other person so that you can, when you are reviewing your own stuff, you're, you're reminded of, oh, well, what is this? I'm unclear on this. Just then mm. make an agenda for item for, for discussing on the joint review or a joint meeting later. So uh, yeah. and 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 raise them so that you get them out of your head and into your system somewhere so that you can you can well, all this how about this project what are we going to do here I'm unclear on this who's got the next step mm. what is our desired outcome really and um, no I'm I I'm, I think we are we are touching on something here and um, and I would also suggest that when they do their reviews that that it will not be in the same room mm. because I know. Um, you know, we recommend people to have a, a weekly review buddy or a friend, mm-hmm. uh, an accountability partner for your GTG practice. And um, one of the things I highly recommend when people do this is that don't 
talk. <laughs> if you're in the same room, don't talk un- until you are agreement on that. Uh, we are both finished now. Now we can open our mouths and discuss what we did. And I would do the same thing for them and say that don't don't talk to each other before you are at the end and make notes of what you need to raise with the other partner so that you can, you know, you don't have to, because I know me, I'm highly associative. If you give me, um, a, you know, a challenge or problem, I will deep dive and dig into that and it's difficult to get out. Rabbit holes is my everyday life and I need my sequential part to say that, hey, dude, get out of there. Now you're in a rabbit hole. And, um, and, um, and, and, and since we are, you know, um, we are, uh, I'm, I I don't know if this is, I don't, this rings maybe not real, (laughs) true to people who listen to us, but I'm a low, I'm a low talker. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks for that reaction, Lars. <laughs> but but um, no, no. But I really I am um, high observer, uh, high listener, low talker. So, but uh, that I am I'm uh, when I when I talk, I get a little smarter, but not a lot. But at the same time, it feels good to discuss things. So if we have a problem, we can you know discuss it and raise it and look at it different angles, and then it's clearer for both of us maybe what we need to do about hmm. anything. But when you are in a different place, you are just interrupting each other. So if you are working on something that is you know your your brain is uh, trying to an- analyze a situation, a project, um, areas of responsibility, trying to understand what the next step here is, or what is I really our desired outcome? Are we on the right track for achieving that? Do we need an adjustment somewhere? And then in the middle of that, I go to Lars. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Uh, hey, I I just realized something, and yeah. that might work in a podcast, but not in a weekly review. <laughs> Do you agree yeah. with me? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I I know that one, and I I forget now what the syndrome they they called it, but there was one office interruptitis. Uh, yeah, and I think they, they so they had their own name for it. They had noticed this, uh, noticed noticed that, and were working on uh, mm-hmm. avoiding that. They, mm-hmm. Hey, I just thought of syndrome, kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so agenda also, four is is beautiful yeah. lists for that yes exactly get those agenda mm. lists up and mm. running so you get the, again the separate systems mm. um and also on that note i i am on the way to the office this morning i was uh, listening to making it all work and she mentions that they have read david allen's book multiple times so i'm guessing that would be the gcd book getting things done but mm. i'm wondering if they might also benefit from reading making it all work um, yeah at and- least uh, it, it would it, it would add some more perspective to some of the things that yeah. they are, are dealing with. And one of the things that they were in, in a part of the book I was at when I, when I drove to the office this morning was uh, David was referring to um, uh, a client that they had worked with. And uh, at that client, as part of when employees finished the, the, the seminar, they would mm. get a small roll of yellow police tape. <laughs> for them to signal when they were doing the weekly review they could use the yellow police tape and obviously they they, they, the key here was more to um, you know support the culture and allow people to say you know please don't interrupt me right now this is Mm. important this is an important part of how we work Uh, Mm. so you could I don't know place that on your screen or whatever they might have done with that that tape but that Mm. really just underlines what you were just saying and trying to uh, allow people to have their their weekly review separately Mm. Yeah, I do. I do totally agree with you. Then, um, uh, 
any final thoughts that we might give um No, I'm now. just curious to hear how this would go. I hope they will keep us updated because this is a really, um, you know, we're happy to hear that they have, you know, multiple businesses running. They, uh, their parents, they have, uh, you know, a, a, probably a good solid system with a lot of good yeah. things in there. So they have a, a, a great starting point, I think. And it's just, you know, this will be a really big impact on their system and hopefully really mm. help them a lot. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they will keep yeah. us up to date on how this Please, goes. please do keep us up to date. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that um, at some points we could come back to you and um, let me see, it's Lauren and Chris and get back to us, please. Yeah. If that, if this works at all or it doesn't work, get back to us. Yeah, We exactly. would like to know. Either way, yeah. let us know. Yeah. So any final thoughts or should we just wrap this puppy up? Let's jump no. to the uh, the second one. The second one, second question. Yes, no. ah. I think I think we, we also wanted to include this, or at least I noted that on my ah. list. Now, unless okay. we are out of time, then you'll have no, to. No, no, we have time. We are twenty five minutes something. Well, then let's dive in for the the second one, or at least that's one mm. I I noted from from earlier. So, um, mm. a little while back, we got an email from uh, from Sergio Rodriguez from ah, Brazil. Yes, so again. Thanks to all the the people around the world listening. It's uh, so much fun to to see so many different uh, listeners from different countries. That really also adds some different perspectives to the podcast. So so thanks uh, thanks to you as well, Sergio. Um, his question was: I think David Allen's definition for projects, everything that demands more than one action to be completed, makes some people confused on how to differentiate projects and goals and objectives. More important, and end up putting them in the same basket could you elaborate a bit on that thanks and Sergio yeah. from Brazil hmm. there we had so we had diff a different takes on this <laughs> right <laughs> we did we did go first go. no go first <laughs> <laughs> we, Show us. We're, we, we, we did not plan on being this uh, this polite clearly so <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no I think the way I the way I understood Sergio's question was that we um, from a GTD perspective make plain lists one long list of projects would be a starting point when you start off with gtd just one long list of projects one long list of uh, goals and objectives uh, further into the future so i think what what sergio was asking was that this could provide a challenge in and when you look at that list and whether you see what is what is most important to you so uh, examples from from my world could be that I have right now a project in my system to change the air conditioner. It's it's broken. It needs to be uh, uh, replaced. So that's that's a project in my system. I need to uh, you know get a, a time at the at the shoe repair shop to get this uh, this fixed and get some different uh, offers, things like that. So um, not a lot of steps. Not a very complex project, but nevertheless a project in my system. The uh, other one could be to, um, you know, sign this uh, big client. So this uh, life-changing client for your business, uh, you know, this would really be a huge impact if you had this contract signed. Um, big, complex, complex project, important project to get done. That would go on the same list, potentially, mm. right? So you would have one list of projects and they would both be standing next to each other. And that's what I'm guessing that Sergio is asking is, wouldn't that be a bit confusing because we don't make a prioritized list of the different projects? So that would be my starting point in, in understanding his question. Did you, you had a different perspective on this, uh, Morten? Yes, I did. But I, I suggest that we follow your train of thoughts mm -hmm. and then try and solve that as aspect. And if 
that solves solve it for him <laughs> great then i can come to come back to my, my thinking all as right well. yeah sure sure so what yeah. would your recommendation be for him so when we talk about uh, projects we start off with one plain list and as you uh, hinted at before as well we might then once we get a significant list or uh, you know the list grows a bit long then there's typically a natural way to group these kinds of things it could be work related projects it could be uh, personal projects or it could be grouped by areas of focus or whatever works well for you to get an overview of all the projects you have uh, have committed to Mm -hmm. So my uh, guess would be that then Sergio would sit there and he would have his next actions list and what would he then work from. And, um, you know, priorities in GTD come from uh, having a clear picture of the higher horizons of focus. So that's where I would be looking, combining the list of higher horizons uh, with a good solid weekly review. That mm -hmm. would be my starting point in having a clear picture of what would be the right thing for me to work on right now. Mm -hmm. So especially the weekly review, and I and I do remember that, and I can I can recognize, uh, you know, Sergio's perspective, or maybe that's why I interpret it the way I do. <laughs> uh, is that you know, so I would sit there, I would look at my list, and I would have you know, let's say, fifteen things on my computer list. Uh, which one would be the right thing for me to do right now? Mm -hmm. um, so that that's where the weekly review, and that that's what changed for me when I started off. Um, you know, with GTD, uh, the weekly review, just as we spoke about now with Lauren and Chris, uh, was not always weekly, let's put it that way. <laughs> so, so, so having a more solid weekly review practice, uh, mm -hmm. you know, revisiting those uh, projects, making sure those projects have a next action, evaluate the status of those projects. Then once you sit down to work from your list, you do know where you want to be putting your attention and where you want to mm -hmm. be putting in the effort to, to move things forward. I don't know what would you what would you respond to Sergio on? No, my my take is a little different because I think he is uh, making a mixture of projects, areas of focus, and goals in one big uh, merry bucket of everything, which is mm. not the way to do it um, because goals are just to do a definition here. If you uh, use the horizons of focus model, which we do use to uh, to tell it which horizon the thing the different things reside if you start at the bottom you have your calendar and you have your next actions and then uh, you take a step up you are at your project slash desired outcomes project and private and the next step up is areas of focus or accountability and then you have goals and then you have visions and then you have purpose values and principles so if you look at that from the bottom up you go from projects next actions uh, sorry from next action up to projects up to areas of responsibility and accountability and if you you look at that like say it says budget that's my areas area of responsibility at work or car so cars all cars in the family is my you know whatever cars we might have is my responsibility to maintain etc I have also uh, the budgeting, uh, the, the creation of a budget and the follow-up of a budget at work. And these are areas of focus that should not reside inside your project lists. Mm -hmm. It should reside in the level over, above. They will, as I, my, I'm not sure if this is my phrasing or I've heard this somewhere else, but I, I call it <laughs> that areas of focus and uh, of accountability, and, sorry, areas of focus and accountability is... Um, uh, they, they are birthing projects, so they will. You will look at them, 
and you will say, yeah, now I really, we need to take maintenance on one of the cars. Mm. This is, I now I remember, this is, uh, or let me create a po- project for that to get that done. And then uh, if you, but if you put cars and budget on your project lists, you will overwhelm yourself very quickly. Um, projects has a beginning and it has an end, should last for a year-ish and uh, should have next actions. And, um, and that's where I think if you put everything in the project bucket, you will just overwhelm yourself. I don't know. Does that make sense to you? It certainly, it certainly does. And, um, you know, looking at a list of projects that aren't projects will mm-hmm. make you have to start thinking again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's what it will come back to for me. Mm. What did I actually mean? How are the cars actually doing? Yeah. How are the budgets uh, doing? You know, mm. so it would it would trigger so many more thoughts instead of actually just giving you a yeah. clear picture. Where are we heading? What am I working on? Yeah. And then hopefully the next actions list would reflect. So how do we actually start moving on these things? Yeah, and and that that also ties into to, um, Lauren and Chris's uh, question about the, the length of the weekly review is that it will take a longer time if you mix them because you have to think what is this what mm. why, you know you should have them for make inspiration for yourself so that when you look through your weekly review maybe you want to if not every time but every now and then uh, check that list of areas of responsibility and focus so look at where are they properly maintained or should I create a project for to maintain mm. that that area, and um, yeah, and and that also ties into if you want to go up to to um, to goals, long term goals, you would like to complete. You know, if they are not active yet, they are on the goals list. If they're active, active, you should put it on the project list. Mm. Um, then it's not a goal anymore. It's something that should you you don't want to lose track of. That's between one two to five year ish. Horizons should go there. And um, if you're not ready to work on it, don't put it on your project list because everything that goes on the project list should be active. I am actively working on this project now. Hmm. And this is where the differential between the higher horizons plus the I have, I want to do this project, it's been planned, but now I need to put it on hold because I have too much to do. Um, That is a very powerful differentiation. Put it on hold if you can't do it. You know, if it is a goal, you're not going to move on before a year or two. Don't put it on the project list. Keep it on the goals list. And if it is an area of focus or accountability, please don't put it on as a project. Look at it mm. and see what project it births. Yeah. It will give birth to a project at some point, maybe. So, um, any other thinking about Sergio's question? No, no. I hope we we covered it either one one way or another, depending on how we yeah. how we interpreted it. So having a, a mm. clear you know separation between the different types of elements that show up in in your mm. horizons of focus, um, and also certainly if it is a prioritization question on what's more important on your projects list, then then having that weekly review set up and making sure that 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 projects list is organized to give mm. you an overview of what's in, what what's um, you know. Giving it the best overview that you need in mm. your review, I think those are the those mm. are the key takeaways from from mm. that. And and just to to uh, come back to some a tip you had uh, is to read the book, making it all work, and also maybe ready for anything is going to the, the uh, David Allen's third book is mm. is you know that every time you 
revisit those books because I read uh, read uh, making it all work two or three times before but I'm as you re I'm listening to it now because it is as an audiobook now so I'm listening to it and 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 it's it's kind of it gets another hue every time you read it and you understand more of the depth of getting things done still um there are some things that go ah oh, hmm that's what he meant when he said ah <laughs> so so not very often that my when we've been doing it as long as and intensively as you and I've done it I guess but but I remember you know the the second listen to the book and you know the second listen to the this making it all work and maybe we should tell people why we are listening to that because we are doing it for the same reason we are so yeah. we are both preparing for our level 3 certification so there are three levels of gcd seminars level one fundamentals level two projects and priorities and level three focus on direction and so we are mm. both preparing to become certified trainers in this uh, last of the the three seminars that that are offered mm. by the getting things done uh, group yeah i'm sure we will get a black belt from david at some point yes <laughs> <laughs> i will expect that <laughs> yeah. no, I'm, yeah, so we'll I'm, certainly I'm, elaborate on that as well in a future episode so people yeah. have more of an idea because we did get mm. this as a listener question a while back as well what can you actually expect from the different seminars and and since we are present in so many countries it would make sense to just walk through so what can you expect from the different seminars and mm. um, if, if that piques your interest then um, yeah, you'll find find people locally to to help you with that yeah, and uh, I'm 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 super excited to to take the level three, and um, as you Me said, too. we will come back to to what what does it mean to you as a listener? Um, we will of course share whatever insights we we find we didn't f find before, but at least we will come back and describe the different seminar levels so that you know that if you wanted to to take a seminar with 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 us. Uh, in the GTD community of partners in 78 countries now, I think we could help mm -hmm. you and it would be a, maybe give you a help to to find out where should I start? So where do I begin? Exactly. Where do I go if I've started already? So, okay. Um, <laughs> will you wrap us up now? Now is the time for I wrapping up. That, that is the time for wrapping up. And I think that leads perfectly into our normal wrap up, which is to, so where would you find that local partners? Well, for people outside the Nordics, gettingthingsdone.com, navigate to that website and you will find the local partner there. If you're based in the Nordics, head on over to gcdnordic.com. That's where you'll find the local partners in each of the Nordic countries and on each of those sites, you'll find all the information you need, uh, different articles, our newsletter, groups on social media that discuss GTD and of course the different seminars, speeches and coaching that we offer in each of those countries. Um, and um, we also started to add last time, I think that if you're not watching us right now, um, you could be. <laughs> you can uh, find us on YouTube as well. So we have uh, different channels there where you can go and find us, uh, head on over there and you can subscribe and you'll get the next episode as an option to watch on YouTube if you would prefer there will be links in the show notes as well and lastly as always we really hope that you do find these episodes valuable not just lauren and chris and sergio but also everyone else listening and 
watching. And if you do, we really appreciate when you share an episode with a colleague to help uh, introduce them maybe to, to getting things done. Or if your podcast client supports it and give us a, a good rating there, it really helps the discoverability. And I, you know, like to check in on these sometimes for the different countries and really appreciate so yeah. many constructive uh, feedback and, and so many uh, nice ratings. So thank you yeah. so much. Mm. Indeed. Yes, exactly. Um, thank you for all your ratings. And uh, until next time, stay safe and stay productive. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. starting a green cemetery, and in addition to that, having two children under five. Right now we share our complete GTD system, physical filing system, Google calendars, Evernote for digital reference, and to do it. And I f***ed it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, I noticed that it did jump around in the background, but I thought we, we were okay. <laughs> yeah so okay so let's um i'm sorry about this because i was going to to mute myself and i hit the wrong button <laughs> um, let me try edit this again